Hey guys, and welcome to season three, Start From Zero. Thumbs up, let's do this. Starting from zero. You're about to watch multiple people at a time get coached on how to start a business from zero. Some people need emotional support. They're overwhelmed and they've had past failures. Some need strategy. They're beating their head against the wall. Some need tactics. They want to know what to say or do. These episodes are unique. They're vulnerable. They're weird. Many times people come to me with a question, but they need something entirely different. In these episodes, you'll see me combine my 15 or so years of business experience with a little intuition and mindset training to help shape these folks into powerful and confident entrepreneurs. Now we've had 15 millionaire students and counting, so we know this stuff works. Now, make sure you're sending these folks love while you listen, because that stuff matters. We're becoming more sensitive as a society, and we can feel these things even if we don't know it. Let's get to the episode. So in this episode, I'm talking to Richard, Ryan, Paul, Maisie, and Marcus. And Maisie, did I get your name right? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Wonderful. And why don't we just start with you, Maisie? What's your big goal for the call today? So I want to figure out how to kind of get my business off the ground and how to get some customers, really. That's my main thing. Okay. And you have a business with an idea and all that right now? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got something that I've been kind of doing like alongside my full-time job for the past year or so, but it's only been like the past six months that I've really been kind of putting a bit more effort into it and energy into it. Wonderful. Cool. We'll get to that in a moment. Ryan, how about you? What's your big goal for the call? My biggest thing is, I guess, just like moving forward. (laughs) Like I've already owned like several businesses. So like, it's not new to me, but like the part that I'm having, like, I just went through like a lot of family stuff and personal stuff like a year ago. And I'm just having a hard time, like shedding all that crap and just like moving forward again. I was like kind of stuck. I don't know. It's driving me insane. Well, thank you for being here, man. I look forward to serving you here. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you and a pleasure to have someone so honest. Paul, how about you, man? What's your big goal for the call? So I am building a safety-based travel app for the student travel industry, but because of COVID kind of knocking that out, there won't be any travel anytime soon, probably through the year is my guess. So I'm thinking I need to kind of rethink about maybe moving into a more of a business to consumer type of methodology as far as marketing. The app is almost done. I say that because I'm going into a testing phase on both iOS and Android, but I was planning on getting into schools and tour operators, but tour operators are not doing anything and schools certainly won't be traveling. So I'm thinking maybe I need to market to families, but it's a safety-based app where basically it connects students to their chaperones and group leaders via their cell phones. So geolocation, messaging, voice. And so it's just a platform that, gives peace of mind to parents at home knowing their kids are connected when they're on that overnight school trip or a field trip. Okay, wonderful. I look forward to helping you there too. And then Marcus, how about you? What's your goal for the call? To get some clarity about the sales strategy that I'm going to implement going into the market in about three weeks. Okay, great. And then Richard, how about you? I mean, just really, I feel like this call would be a stepping stone for me to get to the next level. Like, I'm just, I'm always just stressed about, um, like, I work a full-time job. I'm comfortable. I'm fine. We can provide for my family. But I just hate the fact that there's the capacity that I can bring my family to the next level. I have a, you know, side hustle that I'm trying to make into my full-time. And I want to change my family tree. I don't want to just be middle-class and comfortable. I just don't know how to kick myself into gear to just get to that level. Like, I don't want my wife or my mom or anybody to stress about money anymore. You know what I mean? But I don't want to trade my time for money either. So yeah, that's sort of like what I want to get out of the call. That's amazing. Let's start right here. Do you mind if we just dive deep right away? Sure. Do you have a free hand you can place on your heart? Yeah. Whichever hand you like, just put it right there on your heart. <sighs> yeah. Nice breath. Nice breath. Let the heart reign supreme for you. And 
let this be healthy. It's a very healthy thing if this is in fact real. And let's just work with the emotional system so the mind can have a clear field to work with. And with your hand on your heart, see if you can relax your hand, relax the muscles in your hand. And everybody else, if you want to join, this is very useful practices. So just see how relaxed you can get your hand on your heart. Notice like there might even be small tensions in your hand. And then kind of relax the chest that connects to your hand. Why don't you just say this out loud, Richard, and just, just fill in the blank. I feel, and then let that answer come and, and let it be remarkably vulnerable and honest. I feel feel scared scared thank you thank you for telling me i feel extremely connected to that and you right now do your hands feel cold they feel more relaxed like when i mm. first i was clenching i was like pushing my hand against my chest like i was really pushing hard and yeah. i didn't notice that yeah you and me both man it's like oh man I, I, my hand was tense too i was like well let's get this so say that again i feel fear I feel fear. Yeah. Take the other hand if you can't, just imagine it, but put it on your throat. Get the sense that you have a lot to say, man. And not like a novel of words, but with your hand on your throat and hand on your heart, what would you like to be honest about right now? I mean, I just feel emotional. I feel like there's just so much going on and I have to be the strong one and the foundation for our family, you know. And so let me hold, if you would allow, let me another brother, another man, hold your heart right now. You don't have to have anything together for the next three minutes. You can be a mess. You don't have to make any sense. Just let another man hold your heart. And I've got you fiercely. Just let that move. Keep that hand relaxed. You can do whatever you want with your hands. Just feel another man holding you where are you now you know i feel better i feel a little more supported but i got a feeling that i know you feel more supported but it's not a feeling that you know yeah try saying this out loud i i do not know what it's like to feel supported i do not know what it's like to feel supported Whew. Does that do anything for you when you say it? It feels weird to just confront it and say it out loud. It's just right. something that I never say. Right. It's, try it again. I'm not familiar with feeling supported. You said this is a, your family line. You want to change your family tree. Yeah. Yeah. I want my like, freedom for my family. Well, my freedom for my family. Would you say that it feels like it's in the familial blood or the familial mind or the familial belief system to not know what it's like to feel supported? Or does it feel I think more? so. Okay. So you want to be the first, one of the first to have your family know support. Yeah. Yeah, try and let that out. Say it in the way that resonates for you. I want my family to feel support from here on, to not just have to survive and do whatever they can to survive, even getting at each other. Are you in your car or anything like that? Yeah. Is there a sound you'd like to let out? It's not personal. It's like, it's just a sound. It's like all wrapped up in there and it's like, Ugh. is that there for you? Not really like any burst of energy that wants to come out. Good. Okay, good. Good. I, I misread that then. So then the familial thing, I want my family to know support. Is there anything around I want to be the first to show my familial line support? Is there anything around the word first? Is that for you at all? Yeah, it would be if I was the first to just, so that nobody had to worry about, you know, money anymore. I just, I feel like money is sort of like the root where it's like, I could just change that for us. And my mom can live out the rest of her life just, you know, not having to worry about, getting tenants or getting this or getting that. You know, my dad, he's not around, like he's separated, but it. So the fear that you're articulating and the unique flavor to you is, it's important to articulate 
If you'd like to get a free one-on-one with me and be on this show, you can find out details at startfromzero.com forward slash podcast. Because most of us, myself included, we have these different large irrational fears that if we don't presence and give voice to, they can end up making us very angry, very blind to what would actually work. And it just generally makes it for a pretty unenjoyable, unpleasurable process building wealth because you just cling to like anything that has a semblance of hope that it would work versus this relaxed confidence that is available to all of us when we realize the heart of epic profit is to just completely surrender and listen to what the customer is saying. And your struggle with wealth and your whole family's struggle with wealth and everything can end in a moment like this and start to shift dramatically when we realize that real profit lies in the ability to deeply, deeply hear our customer. So I see you have an acupuncture board exam course. Yeah, still working on it. Have you sold that to anybody yet by chance? No, I've only done like one-on-one tutoring and I just offer a bunch of free videos and just trying to get, you know, growth. Great. What's the result that the exam course provides? It gets them their acupuncture national licensure so that they can, you know, work full time and they can have a business of their own. And Okay, great. This seems like it should be a fairly straightforward sale. Right. Can you stop working on it and try selling it? Okay. It might terrify you to do. It does. <laughs> kind of like the way, like a your first time you would do a handstand or something. Right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But you just got to throw the handstand. Yeah. It almost feels like I'm scared to just fall or scared that no one will want to get it. Right. And so you got to remember this. Unfortunately, no shame here. That is a very selfish thought you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Because a heart of entrepreneurship is about being of service. Right. So if they don't want it, you're not being of service. Move on to something that would be of service. Right. But if we have fear at the center and we've got this acupuncture thing and there's all this potential financial freedom and there's hundred thousand dollar months that'd be available to us. And like, this is the only thing that we have and it's, we don't have anything else and we don't understand how to really listen to find other ideas. And we don't really deeply understand that there's so much abundance of problems that could be solved in any moment. And you're just one five question framework away from finding a new problem to solve. Right. Right. But like, we don't have this. We cling So the terror of selling, not only maybe fear of rejection, maybe you don't feel comfortable selling, but then if they don't like the idea and like then your dreams are shattered and so like permission to be terrified. Right. And just deep breath and get it out of the way. I give myself permission to be terrified. Yes, absolutely. And then just go back to every one of the people that you tutored and you say, hey, I'm thinking about building an acupuncture board exam course that allows you to blah, blah, blah result, blah, blah, blah result, and have your own business, blah, blah, blah result. And I'm curious, could I try and pitch it to you and see what you think? Okay. Now, that'll be a very gentle sale because there are people that know, like, and trust you, and you're going to try to pitch it to them and see what they think. And then when you pitch it to them, they may end up wanting to buy. Mm-hmm. But now you're good to go. So as you're listening to the other one-on-ones here, I want you to pay attention to your heart the rest of this time that we're all together and keep your hand on your heart relaxed and realize that if you can stay in the center of your heart and surrender, 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 surrender until profit wind falls on top of you. Just see if you can't stay with that visualization. Okay. And I'll ask you how you're doing at the end. All right. All right. Thank you so much. You bet brother. I really believe in you and I think you're going to do great things. So Marcus, let's move to you. Yes. So I had an idea this spring uh, to serve the unemployment market here in Sweden. And I had several meetings with uh, companies that serve the unemployment market. Basically, what they do is they coach unemployed people 
for 12 weeks, but basically they do nothing. They have like one-on-one meeting with them and then they do nothing. So my idea was to serve those people with an online course. And I had several people and they were really interested. So I have spent the last couple of months building the course and the platform for these companies. And I'm just about to launch the 21st of September. And I've been doing quite a lot of sales B2C, but I'm struggling a little bit building the sales campaign to the B2B market because I have around 200 companies. So it's the limited market and they serve about 60,000 people and they get paid from the government. So it's quite a lot of money involved as well. All right. So I've got fantastic news for you. Yeah. In B2C, you're selling to humans, right? Yeah. And B2B. Are they still humans? Yes, they are. And the same stuff works. And then people be like, no, no, it does not. In fact, it actually works even better. Yeah. Because other people are like, corporate innovation, synergistic, da-da-da-da. And then you come in and you just talk to them just like a human. Yeah, I think I've been spinning my head around a little bit too much, doing value propositions and doing lots of things. I feel confident in myself. And Let me know if you think, just because time's of the essence. So you said you have about 200 companies to sell to and they get paid about 80 million USD yearly to take care of the people. And with my product, they can take care of more people with less resource and they will get better results. Yes. Yeah, if you can't sell that trifecta, you should probably just pick up shop and quit. (laughs) True, true, true. (laughs) More people, less money, better results. Yeah. And I say that tongue in cheek. Let's say you're at a table. You're at lunch and you've got three of these 200 companies sitting across the table and you're just having a conversation with them, what would you say to them to have them riveted to your every word? I would say that, first of all, the unemployed people that you serve, one, yes, the goal is to get them work, but also you want them to leave as better humans after the 12 weeks that you've been serving them. And with this online course, they will get 17 hours of personal development material, which will help them grow. And also you will save time and resources because you can help more people because you have an online platform which will help you to see which people need extra help, which are doing great. All right, so So pause, so pause. Okay, good. So are you familiar with the customer wants a result? So we use a mechanism framework? Uh, No. Have you read any of my books, Start From Zero? Uh, No, I just ordered Start From Zero. So, Okay, so when you get that book, you'll like know it like the back of your hand. So customer wants a result. So we use a mechanism. Okay. So you get these 200 companies, they want a result. Yeah. And that result is what? Not the result you want them to want, not personal development, not better humans. What result do they want? They want to serve more people and make more money. Okay. They want to serve more people and make more money. So could you imagine if you had the balls to say that across the table? So, hey, guys, I know you want to serve more people and make more money. You just set it straight. Would you like to hear an idea I have on how to do that? Yes, please. (laughs) That's right, right? Hey, man, so like you could almost like feed people their own lunch. Like you could have... You can sit across from someone you've never met before. And like, let's say I do it with like a real estate company owner and I've never met him before. And I say, what's the most predominant thought in your mind? They're like, blah, 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 blah. What's the biggest desire you have for your business? Da, 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 da. What's the number one way to get there? And they're like, da, 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 da. And that number one way is by recruiting real estate agents. They recruit more agents, their business grows. And you say, so you have a desire to recruit more real estate agents. They say, yes. And you say, would you be open to hearing some ideas I'd have on that? Right. You never met them before. And they might say yes. And you're like, what ideas would you have? And you're like, well, that's a good point. You know, why don't I talk to other real estate brokers? I'll find the best ideas I can. And then I'll share those with you. How's that sound? And now you've just done facilitation. And like in a matter of two minutes, you now have a potential business. Hmm. And that's what I'm saying with like Richard, like you have no idea, like our brains are so habituated to scarcity and fear that we think we have like one shot to do this. And we don't have one shot to do this. We have hundreds and hundreds of chances to do this, especially if we take the time to build our internal self-esteem and our internal skill set. Anyway, so you've got three people sitting across the table from you. You say, can I ask you a question and make an assumption? And they're going to say, yes. Is it true that you want to serve more people and make more money? They'll say, yes. 
And you say, would you like to hear an idea I have on how to do that? And they say, yes. So now that they've said yes, give me another pitch. Try again. What's the idea to serve more people and make more money? Yeah, with our app, Region Flow. Nope. Nope. No, you're beginning with the mechanism. You're beginning with your features. You're beginning with your technology. Okay. As soon as you say app, my eyes glaze over. I don't care about an app. I want to make more money and serve more people. I don't want an app. Okay. Try again. Do you want the how or? Try anything you want. Just make mistakes. It's good to make mistakes. With our platform, you will be able to serve more people and make more money and work more efficiently. Very good. Do you want me to show you how? First part, fantastic, man. You're doing great. And then the, uh, do you want me to show you how? Sure. Would you like to see how it works? Yeah. 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 Better. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Okay. So yes, I would like to see how it works. Excellent. Let me, then I will basically do the demo and show them the the platform and everything. No, no, no. Come back to their goals. So your number one goal is to serve more people and make more money, but you only have so many resources to do it. In addition, one of your other goals that may not be as explicitly stated is that you want people to leave your programs being better humans so they have amazing things to say about their experience with you. Yeah. So what we've done is we've actually developed a curriculum that you can send all of your members through and it's automated and automatic and doesn't cost you anything to deliver the curriculum mm-hmm. and you can have it as a part of your program and you'll serve more people and make more money. That's great. That's really great. Yes. And so we have it recorded. You can use it. Was there a mention of an app? Yeah. It's an app. No, no, no. Did I mention an app in that pitch? No, 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 no. Did I mention software? No, nothing. No. So like you mentioned app, you mentioned software. That's like for most people, they're like burden, 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 Hmm. burden, training, everything. No, burden. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you just want to stay away from those. And you know, that's when I get like, I got a lot of students, they're like, dang, can you teach me how to make software? Software is going to make me rich. And like, I mean, I did when I made millions of dollars, I think we did $5 million selling people how to build software. Mm. But what ended up happening is like 90% of them didn't build software, but they used the skills to build multi-million dollar companies because they realized it's not the software, but I could hook, line and sinker. My case of software is the way that'll get you guys rich. It's not, it's not, it's sales around assets that don't require your time. That's what provides rich. So this is your pitch. So now what I want you to do in the meantime, I'm going to give you an assignment. First off, congratulations on the idea. And it sounds amazing. And like for people that are in unemployment, like to have a personal development curriculum of some kind would probably be life changing for them. It could even be one of the moments they remember for the rest of their life. Like the unemployment could be, end up being one of the best things that happens to them. If your personal development program reaches their heart in some way, it's a vulnerable time to receive the help. So that's cool. So my assignment for you is to work on writing out another pitch as if they're sitting across the dining room table, knowing that those same words that you say across the dining room table can be the headline on your website, the subject lines of your emails, and all of your online communication. All your online communication, if you want to zing right to the heart, just pretend like you're sitting across the table from them and say it to them and then imagine, watch their eyes as you say it in your mind and see if you lose their interest and just use your own mind to guide the way there. Mm-hmm. so assignment is right at another pitch and I'm going to revisit to you and please don't try to be perfect let yourself make a mistake you don't have to be perfect here I intentionally was like inviting you to safely fail so that you would learn more and everybody would get to learn more so thank you got it Cheers. All right. yeah, so I'll come, yeah I'll come back to you at the end so Maisie let's come to you okay hi hi Maisie so I see you have a program that can I mention what it is yeah yeah go for it okay so it's for new moms to pregnant moms to have help with their emotional well-being. Yeah. How many clients have you worked with so far? So in my Have you worked with at least one? Yeah, I've worked with at least one, yeah. Okay, and have you gotten at least one a result? Yes. What result did you get them? So I helped them recover from a traumatic birth. So they basically scaled their birth at a 10 trauma-wise before I started working with them, and it had gone down to a four by the time we'd finished working together. How many other clients have you got results for? Do you have three? Yeah, more than three, yeah. Okay, so the most amazing thing that you could ever do for your marketing and growth, congratulations too, it's awesome. It's it's a very touching business. So you don't have to talk about yourself to get clients. You just need to become a storyteller 
and you just tell stories of your clients' results and transformations, change their name, don't use their photo, that kind of thing. But you just tell stories. If you'd like to get a blueprint to my brain, I have it in a 302-page book, Start From Zero. And you can get a free chapter. You actually can get my best chapter for free on that book right now at startfromzero.com. Go check it out. Of their results. And then you say at the end, if this story resonates with you and you'd like to get the help that this person received, hit me up. I'm here. That's really all you need to do. Okay. So don't talk about yourself. Don't talk about your credentials. Don't talk about your passions. Don't talk about your purpose. <laughs> you know, I mean, you could a little, but like, we don't care about your purpose. We care that you helped a woman recover from a traumatic birth. Yeah. So there are storytelling frameworks you can use. So I'm going to have you, I'm going to give you an assignment. So there's a before, during, and after framework for storytelling. So I want you to take your favorite client, the one you're like, oh my God, it was such a dream to work with her. And like this result was amazing. Like it just feels like you're juiced to be alive, right? I want you to try and write out a story of her before you, during working with you, and then after what her life is like. And I'm going to come back and we're going to have you read that story. Okay, cool. Awesome. I'm excited. Thank so, you. Yeah, you're welcome. So let's go to Ryan. Leave it. Hello. Hey, man. What was your big goal again? Oh, yes. Let go of trauma and move forward. Yes, sir. Right. How was it hearing about Richard? What did that do for you? I don't know, man. So I'm in this place in my life where I'm just like confused. Like I feel like I don't even know like myself. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like lost, I guess. Well, you know, the good news is you know enough to say that. Okay. (laughs) Most people don't even know enough to say that, man. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You know a heck lot more of yourself than most people by saying, I don't know myself. Yeah. Can you see how saying that is you kind of knowing yourself? Yeah, I do. I just Just like. Just a little. Not as much as you want, but a little. Yeah. Okay. So you said you're confused though. How old are you right now? 32. Okay. And what were you disillusioned by, if anything? What do you mean? Well, did you like have some goal and you crushed it and found out you were disappointed or was there anything that happened that disillusioned you? Yeah, I just kind of had like a full on reset last year, like Mm -hmm. July of last year, just a lot of stuff happened. And like, so I owned a business back then and I just literally shut down, like not just the business, but like me personally, like I just shut down. Uh, I wasn't able to handle everything and I just kind of got stuck. I mean, like, and I went to start another business. Like I took like six months off. I didn't even leave my house. Then it was like the beginning of this year. I was like, all right, like I got to start moving again. And I went to start another business and was just like, I can't even mentally yeah. talk about yeah. starting a business right now, you know? So yeah, right. Can I actually I went, you? can I interrupt you? Yeah. Okay, thanks. When your eyes look out at the world, what do they see? I don't know. What do you see right in front of you right now? A mountain. (laughs) A mountain, okay. What color is it? Brown. What else do you see? Cars driving by, I guess. So, and everybody else join me when we do this. Place all your attention on your toes. Okay. And then look out at the world and just answer this question. The easiest, fastest answer that comes up, when your eyes look out at the world, what do they see? It doesn't have to make any sense at all. Opportunity? I I don't know, man. Well, you say something that you do know. When your eyes look out the world, what do they see? There's no wrong answer. It's, It's your eyes, what they see. Like You feel something and say something that you just know. Uh, this is not easy, by the way. I'm not asking you to do something easy. I think your perception is jacked up. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, understandably, right? You just got, did you get blindsided? Yeah. Can you try to say that? I was blindsided? I was blindsided. I'm right here with you, man. And did it break your heart? Yeah. I'm right here. We can do this right now. 
kind of weird for another man to say, but uh, given COVID and everything and also just male constructs, but I wish I could hold you. You're doing great. Try the, uh, I was blindsided and it broke my heart. I was blindsided and it broke my heart. Right here, dude. Right here. Just move your fingers a little, just like, just ever, just ever so gently, slowly, and give it another pass. What we're doing is we're just giving voice to the trauma in your emotional system. We're doing a perfectly normal human thing right now. Give that sentence another shot. I was blindsided and it broke my heart. Now see if you can go a little deeper than your throat. See if you can center your attention on your heart. I was blindsided and it broke my heart. But I will take care of my heart now. But I will take care of my heart now. And I will be extra discerning on who to trust. And I will be extra discerning on who to trust. Is there any hatred? Yeah. (laughs) Understandable. Let's let that be okay. Let the hatred give voice to that. Like with vulnerability, I feel hatred. I feel hatred. Does that capture it? How would you say it? What do you mean? Does it resonate when you say it? Yeah. Take a breath into your belly. Is this too much for you right now? Uh, I'm doing okay. Okay. I'm really happy that you came on. I like doing this stuff more than business. See ya. You have full permission to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And you got this. Try my heart will recover. My heart will recover. Let that one sink in. Say that again. My heart will recover. So do you feel connected to any anger? (laughs) Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind, take a hand over your mouth and I want you to in a gentle way, let anger be okay. And I'm going to show you the sound of anger. I'll try and do it in a way it doesn't frighten you. And I'll also try and do it in a way that's connected. But just knowing that anger is very healthy. You were betrayed and blindsided and violated in a way is what it sounds like. Does that sound accurate? Yeah. So... Anger is very healthy and normal. So I'm going to make the sound and then I will see if you want to just try just one or two times. So my left hand goes over my mouth and here's my best shot at it. Anger has been difficult for me. So I'll do my best shot here at it. So here it goes. Something like that. Did you try it or did I lose you? No, I'm here. <laughs> did you give it a shot? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I feel a lot better. You know, it was kind of scary for about 10 seconds, but I come out, I'm like, dang, I feel quite a bit better. I guess I had some yeah. anger in there. Would you like to try for 10 seconds? Sure. Hand on mouth. So it's very respectful of those around you. And connect to that tender spot and just, just one 10-second pass at it. That's all we'll need to do for now. Try that one more time if you can. Very good. How was that? She do feel better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you sounded like a hippo farting over here. <laughs> the air is like sneaking through your fingers yeah it'll be one for the record books man but you feel better yeah (sighs) try this i gave voice to my anger i gave voice to my anger you see you say this that's all it was i gave voice to my anger that's all that it was i gave voice to my anger does that capture it um, Something else you'd want to say there? Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never done like anything like this. So it's a little different, I guess. Do you know this is very normal? 
and where our society is so dissociated and disconnected that this is somehow awkward. But this is very normal. Anger. What's a lion do if it's angry? Roars. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, it roars and then it's good to go. I hope for us all to create a new standard that this just becomes a new normal. You know, like a dream of walking down the street in a world where if a man is just crippled by something, he can curl up into a ball and cry for like two minutes and a man can come up and put his hand on his back and says, I'm here, I got you, go ahead. And then two minutes passes, he gets his sadness out. They don't even know each other's name. They don't say another word. They're good to go and they leave. Just spontaneous, instantaneous emotional expression as is needed. I think that would transform the planet. I'm not comfortable crying in a ball on a corner of a street, but I hope one day that we're in a world where emotional expression can just be seen as very standard and normal. So I have tremendous respect for you for doing this right now. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for doing that. Thank you. So just trying to say my heart will recover. My heart will recover. My heart is recovering. My heart is recovering. Take a nice deep breath in. So there's nothing wrong with you. If it feels like there's something wrong with you, even that is a feeling you can hold because nothing's actually wrong with you. Does that kind of blow your mind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does mine anyway. Okay, so your assignment is, now to come back, I want you to say, see what's shifted when you look out at the world, what do your eyes see? And I want you to write on it and then I'll come back to you and ask. Okay. Because if your eyes start seeing things, we want to be honest. You don't want to force anything or trick anything or fake anything. It's like, what do your eyes see right now? Because you want to honor, deeply, deeply honor exactly where your eyes are. Because as soon as your perception, emotions will shift the perception. So as soon as your emotional state gets processed and cleared, your perception becomes more clear. And when your perception becomes more clear, well, you read books easier, you take courses easier, you study mentors easier, you build businesses easier because your perception is just kind of chill. Yeah. All right. So do that and we'll come back to you. And then we're on to Paul. Is that right, Paul? You're up next. Yes, that would be me. All right, man. So 51 years old. Yep. Oh yeah. Your app with the geolocation stuff. Yes. Have you tried selling that one? (laughs) Yeah, so I've been to a bunch of trade shows and presented the idea to a bunch of tour operators. Tour operators are companies that put trips together for schools, whether it's the eighth grade trip to Washington, D.C. and New York, or it could be even be a university swim team going out for different tournaments or whatever. And a bunch of them said, yeah, I love that whole idea. It's a great idea. So I went to a bunch of trade shows. I have a stack of business cards of various levels of interest. And then now that COVID has hit, I'm like, oh, man, I think I'd have to go more to a consumer market to at least get some revenue generated sooner than later from the parents. Because parents really ultimately are the ones that would like to have this. I went to tour operators originally because those are the companies, you know, of the two or 3,000 tour operators in America, they handle the 30 million school kids on trips versus going to schools or parents where there's millions of them. I figured I'd just go to the source tour operators and market to them. But now it's kind of changing in the sense that no tour operators are doing any business and schools aren't planning trips. So I'm thinking maybe of changing to a consumer model. Why did you book the call? So I want to know where to focus my energies because the development is almost done. I'm going into some testing of it, but I'm wondering, should I go to a consumer model and try to sell it in the app store for families or should I stick with my original plan and go after tour operators, schools, and universities? Do you know what has you asking me versus consulting your own intuition? Because I get the sense that you've got a pretty brilliant intuition. Well, I think I have a brilliant idea and my execution is just horrible because it's four years in the making and I'm 100,000 into it. (laughs) I got to get some revenue. My wife's looking at me funny. I got to tell you a short story. So one of my top business mentors decided he wanted to build a in-home garden product. It was like a really classy looking thing that you'd plant in and like they would like grow carrots and you'd literally have like live food growing in your kitchen. And it was really stylish. 
really stylish thing. It, it would sell for five grand and provide the nutrients, the soil, everything in there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he contacted the industrial design firm and he spends a lot more than a hundred and he's in it three to four years in. And just when the product gets working, he realizes there's, he didn't account for different products take different soil nutrients out, like carrots pull different soil nutrients than tomatoes and all that needs to be accounted for. And it's kind of like a nightmare to figure out. Then he realized he had to do testing and get the electrical safety, all this testing. So he asked the industrial design firm, he's like, hey guys, how much more is this going to take? And they say, oh, probably another year and a half. And they charge him like 100 to 200 grand a month, some crazy number. So he cuts his loss. He calls it quits at uh, three or four years in. Lost quite a bit of money. He didn't keep pushing something when it didn't work. Now, he contacted a competitor that actually solved the problem he was trying to solve and asked if they would even buy his design. He tried to sell his failed invention to a competition which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. They said, you know, we love that thing, but it's just not in our product focus. We already got our product scope. It's sorry. But then that same company opened up for a seed round of investments. So he put a hundred grand of investment into that business. So when that thing goes public, he will have made his money back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he literally bought into his competition so when they go public he still kind of makes money on that niche in some way mm -hmm. so like basically what i'm trying to tell you with that story is not only is it an epic story for anybody to hear because it's so unique and rare and i've never heard anything like it but is that you have more options in front of you than the ones you're looking at i can agree with that so do you do parents or do you do tour guide well the fastest path to the cash where's the cash live you go there parents Right now, that would be the case. Yeah, because, yes. One of my other mentors of mentors or whatever, some guy, I didn't really ever consider him a mentor, but he has a quote, like a picture on his wall about his computers. What's the fastest path to the cash? And he does that to retrain his mind to not build a product for three or four years or to not build an acupuncture product without selling it or any myriad of things. But I wouldn't beat yourself up over it either because... I would use this as a learning. Get, so talk to parents right away and then use it as a learning to just like execute again, like do another idea, but don't put money into it. Sell it first. Use customers' money to build it. Build the first version in 12 weeks or less. Find a problem that's really simple. But you're poised to like, you don't have to hold on to a bad relationship and you do not have to hold on to a bad idea. No, and that's the thing. I think it's such a great idea it's just right now the timing's horrible because nobody's traveling. Yeah. But at any given time pre-COVID, if you were to ask any parents anywhere that's sending their seventh grader to Washington, D.C., would they want them to be tracked to their chaperone? And the answer is, yes, of course I'd do that. And how much would I pay for that? I've gotten anywhere from 5 to $20 on an individual basis. Like you as a parent, you're fairly new. But when your kid goes away, would you want them connected to the chaperone? Yes, you'd pay for something like that. And so the idea, I think, is brilliant. But I think it's been my, you know, being the CEO, the chief everything officer, I think I just kind of mucks it all up to this point, going through with several different developers and not listening and not getting another co-founder, so to speak. So I, I am beating myself in that, up in that sense. And I feel like I need to hurry up to get it somewhere. So I'm just thinking, do I need a redirection or just continue on and be patient? Well, I mean, first, I apologize. I did poor articulation of bad idea, great idea, bad timing. So I just wanted to get clear on that. So I'm sorry if I let you believe that. The other thing is, what's your intuition say? Certainly to keep going because I'm so deep into it financially and I do want to prove the people wrong that have been like, where's the app? Where's the app? And I do have that little chip on my shoulder. And I do think it's a great idea that I can make happen. I don't know that I'll be the guy to take Let me interrupt you for a sec. Sure. So where's the most loving place in your body? Where do you feel the most love right now? Some people's their hands, arms, legs, heart. My soul. You know, so if you're asking for a physical thing, it'd be my heart, but my soul. Yeah, I want you to like, you physically feel it in your heart. Yeah. 
So let that love expand through your entire body. And let me know when you feel love through your whole body. Love is very wise. And I'm finding this difficult even listening to the previous people because I feel very tense and anxious about this kind of thing. Mm. Like I'm looking at my left leg and it's like bouncing up and down right now. <laughs> I have so much anxiety. Mm. Thank you for telling me. I just feel compassion for you when I hear that. And it's avoidance. I tend to avoid situations as much as possible. And that goes deep back when I was a teenager for some troubles. Mm-hmm. Parents dying early, a big accident I was in. So there's a lot of deep stuff there mm-hmm. that... I've found the older I get, the more I avoid. Like, I'll get an email. I'm like, I won't even open the email for two hours because I just think, oh, this is going to (laughs) suck. And it's like, hey, Paul, what's up? Business type of email. I'd like to tie your business endeavor into this avoidance. Would you like to just explore it for a minute or two? Sure. And in some ways, I don't feel like I have any business even encroaching on this because I don't even understand the horror of losing my parents in an accident like that. So use this, the grain of salt. I guess what I would do instead of getting into it here is if you haven't done it yet, there is a likely a deeply held belief of bad things are going to happen when I least expect it. That's definitely the case. And that's held in place likely by deep, deep sorrow, emotion, trauma, And I would highly recommend finding a somatic-based therapist or emotional freedom technique therapist and with a laser focus, tell them you want to work on the belief bad and horrific things are going to happen to me at any moment. Okay. And just stay right there with them and stay there, man. And like, I'm so sorry for what happened to you. Like... And you have every right to like tap your knee and every right to be anxious and every right to be avoidant. Because all like perfectly, it's like understandable and okay that those are there. I sense that there's a beauty in your heart that will begin to emerge and it'll beam so bright that it will give you a great path forward with your idea. Because mm-hmm. right now, when I asked what your intuition said, you said it says definitely do it. And then you gave a list of reasons that didn't necessarily sound like intuition. Like I'm already this deep in, I've already got this much money. I want to prove people wrong. And these instances, like doing things for those reasons, historically have not really made me the happiest. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And from things that I've listened to, that's totally concurs. But it's another to like, there's an alternative that's in front of you that likely is not being seen because of a blinding belief that bad and horrific things are going to happen to me at a moment's notice. And if you can work on that, I'd probably just do like a very easy emotional freedom technique coach. You can just go to Google and type in emotional freedom technique coach, EFT coach would probably be good enough. And if not, that'll get you on a road towards like a somatic based therapist. And man, I just have just tremendous love for you. And this idea, if you really want to like go ham for like 60 days and just say, dude, I'm gonna do anything I can to talk to three parents a day for the next 60 days. I'm going to do everything I can in the next 60 days, no matter what happens, that one parent somewhere is using this app. Yeah. And you just freaking burn. And I'm down for that. And I'm jonesing for it to really happen once this development and testing through the stores is done. But you need, please, to work on that belief. Yeah. The belief of success, you mean? No. Or the emotional freedom? The bad things will happen to me at a moment's notice. Okay. Do you see how you kind of maybe like it wasn't top of mind when I mentioned it and then I just said it out loud again and you're kind of like, oh, okay. That's generally a sign that it may be too soon to work on because like your unconscious is so blocking it out that you don't even quite recall or so anyway, man, like gentleness and sensitivity to that. But if you do not work on that belief, you probably should not keep trying to build a business because you will have hell knocking at your door every day. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel generally. (laughs) So what's the belief that I'm asking you to work on with a licensed person? 
just to kind of really drill down and see what is holding me back from an emotional standpoint. You know, I don't feel as though I'm, you know, because it's been so long, four years and trying to build this out that my execution's been not there and indecision. So I think I have a lot of emotional baggage to kind of figure out. And it probably comes with a lot of, I I can't call it self-hatred, but certainly not the confidence that I can make this happen. You know, if I could just flip this, I would (laughs) put it that way. What do you mean flip it? Sell it someone? Yeah. Yeah. Once I got some revenues, I'd flip it because I'm not the guy to run this. I can't, I don't, my patience is not good. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to repeat back to my original advice and I'm going to say it again because I don't think you're going to hear it anywhere else. Hire someone to work on one belief. Bad things will happen to me at a moment's notice. That's it. Don't do anything else. Don't do emotional baggage stuff. Don't rehash. Just work on that single belief. Once that belief has been seen, loved, unwound, untouched, and you're like, oh, sometimes bad things happen, but for the most part, they don't. And I guess I can see that I'll probably still be okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, with that out, your mind unwound, then you can start walking forward with your app, if at all. Okay. Now, when you said a semantic, did you say semantic, like S-E-M-A-N-T-I-C, therapist? Somatic. 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 S-O-M-A-T-I-C. Yes. Somatic therapy. Google it up. Yeah. I use therapists like all the time for business. Like, I don't know anybody else that does it, but I do. I love it. Get the highest ROI. Okay. I go to my therapist. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm working on this new SaaS project. I'm paralyzed by it. And then at the end of the hour, I've got more movement. I use therapy for my business issues. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Yeah, I'll give it a try. So that's what I'd recommend. So I think you have a brilliant heart that has a brilliance to it that you are neglecting. And it can be shifted, not by consciously trying to shift it, but by doing, I think, the recommendation I gave. And when I asked, I said, do you know what has you asking me instead of consulting your intuition? It was because my sense was you've either avoided or abandoned yourself long ago on it. And so you're looking to others to guide the way because you're in so much pain with the project. Yeah, true statement. So you'll just perpetuate more pain with the project by abandoning and asking others. Yeah. This is your demon dragon display. You created it, you solve it. You grow, you become a king. Okay. Yours to do. Done. (laughs) See that works. This is mine to do. This is mine to do. Yes, I created it, I will solve it. I created it, I will solve it. And I'll give my wife a lot of back massages for all the trouble. Constantly, as many as she needs. (laughs) So do you see the sense of responsibility that comes when you're like, oh, you know what? This is my thing to do. Oh, totally. $100,000 will do that to people. Yeah. And don't stop creating. Just create with the start from zero book in mind. Okay. If you create from the start from zero book, I just launched a new software. We have our second paying customer. Built it in 10 weeks, I think. I didn't spend any money to build it. And I give the developer 35% equity. No risk. I could do that 100 times. Hmm. I have done projects that are more along the lines of yours. I just didn't give up after they failed. Yeah. So don't stop creating. You're meant to create. Yes, good. All right, man. So have we done all five? I hope so. You guys have been all very patient. So Richard, we've done you, Paul. I know we've done you, Marcus, Maisie, and Ryan. So Richard, let's go through and rip through the assignments. What did I ask you to do? You asked me to see how my heart felt as you were going through all the other attendees. Yes, tell me about it. You know, when you first talked to the guy, I felt like just kind of enlightened. I felt, you know, motivated by hearing you talk to everyone else. But then in the back of my head sort of just crept in that sort of like imposter syndrome type type, but also sort of like a jealousy that I'm not as good or, but then it kind of shifted as we were speaking to others where, you know, I kind of realized my purpose needs to be just 
serving other people. When you were talking about, you know, when we're trying to sell to someone, like, what do they want? What do they want out of this? So that kind of made me feel better. Like, I have to realize there's nothing wrong with me. You know, like you were talking to the other gentleman, like, there's nothing wrong with me. I, you know, I know I'm good. I, I teach at a school. Every student always says, like, you know, you're the best teacher we had. You know, I hope you teach next year again. I hope you teach this class as well. But then when it's just me standing, I'm, that's me standing on the grounds of the school. But if I'm not at the school and I'm just trying to build something on my own, that's the part that kind of gets me. And I think my heart just needs to realize, like, there's nothing wrong with me. And I, I hope I could just hold on to this feeling, but it can make me execute. Thank you. So it's interesting. My mind did this fantasy thing when you were like mentioning imposter syndrome. And I was like, oh, I think he might be calling me an imposter. And it was innocent. And I was like, well, if he did, if you did think that I was the imposter here, my mind was like, well, yeah, I could see how I could have that thought or feeling, but I'm not thinking about whether I have imposter syndrome or not. I'm thinking about whether or not we can get results together. Well, you know, I'm not unique. I know, Richard. Yeah. I, I understand. But I wanted to drill that thought down because I was showing you how I sort through if I were to have oh. that imposter syndrome. Got it. So it doesn't matter what you feel. It matters if you can get a result. It doesn't matter what you think about yourself. It matters if you can get a result. In terms of, ideally, you're thinking good of yourself and you're getting results. Like, I've never necessarily thought about, like, am I an imposter or not? That was never my question. My question was, can I get a result or not? Yeah, because you even said you mentioned it before, like, what's the fastest path to cash? You know, why build an Accu product without selling it? That's just straight logic. Well, it is after you got your face kicked in the dirt. So, very good. Maisie, how's your story go? Yeah, I've got a story. Hear it. So before Kerry started working with me, she was overwhelmed with negative emotions that she associated with her birth. Her marriage was suffering and she was too anxious to take her children to the park. When she thought about her birth, she felt shame, fear, anger and sadness and she rated her negative feelings associated with the memory of the event as 10 out of 10. We worked together and Kerry shared her story with me. I shared a simple relaxation technique with Kerry and I supported her to view and process her birth from that relaxed state. After two sessions, Kerry was able to think about her birth without feeling shame, anger or sadness. She'd rated the memory of her birth out of four and she was also amazed with the result because she'd struggled to believe that the technique would work and she was so happy and grateful that such a gentle technique could make such a difference to her life. Sign me up. (laughs) really good what do you think yeah i like it it's good yeah thank you it's for it's that was really helpful exercise yeah you don't got to say a darn thing about how cool you are mm. show it results are king or a queen in this case <laughs> <laughs> you did a good job of that story too I'm, I'm very excited just keep doing that and those could be facebook ads yep right and i mean you're you're off to the races cool um, thank you. all right ryan How'd you do? Yeah, I'm here. What assignment did I give you? My assignment was to look out yes. at the world and just tell you what I see. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I've moved since then, but when I was looking at like the mountain, I saw like a ton of different paths on the mountain. And like some of them were like straight up the mountain and some of them were kind of gradual trails that go up the mountain. And then some of them go like halfway and they just stop. So like, I kind of just see like, I'm at a point where I just got to make a decision on what I want to do and then choose that path. Yeah. And it also sounds like you're more aware to more of the details. Yeah. The details create a lot of success. It's those tiny details really, really matter. Got a gentleman who like was trying to sell hearing aids, for example, but like, Hey, come buy my hearing aids wasn't working. 50% off hearing aids weren't working. Improve your hearing wasn't working. Crystal clear hearing wasn't working. Because what he found was that men didn't want to admit that their body was dying on them and get hearing aids. At least their hearing was dying on another body. That men didn't want to admit defeat. Yeah. So he switched it to come try a free hearing study. So people come in, they put the hearing aid in and try the study and the rate if they heard better without, with or without. 
And then once the hearing aids were in, they thought it was brilliant. They walk out with $4,000 hearing aids. Okay. All because of that one tiny detail. And that's the tiny detail that you earn by failing. So you're seeing those details on the mountain. You're seeing those, you're seeing those slopes. And with your perspective, being able to see details and pass on a mountain, you'll probably start to pick up the details that are right in front of you through failure. But the things that we earn through failure are worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. Wonderful job. Thank you. Really cool to hear what you saw. Now, Marcus, let's go to you. Let's hear your sales pitch. So I wrote down this. With our platform, we will support you to save a lot of time and make more money with less resources. At the same time, we give your students a digital course that not only will help them to keep looking for a job, but to grow as humans and let their difficult time be the start of something beautiful and feel that the time they spent with you was a great time that they will remember for the rest of their life. Very good. Just switch course with like framework or methodology. Okay. And you say, by the way, we deliver this all online. And then if they ask you, you mention it, it's a course. Okay. Sick. Good job, dude. I loved it. I was like, oh man, he's got it. He's got it. More money, less time, the, 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 the trifecta. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I, I got out of from my head and all this, you know, thinking too yes. much and really to the core again. So thank you very, very much. Yes, you know, it sucks, but who gives a darn about your mechanism? Yeah. What's the result? Yeah. Look at my app. My app is the coolest. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> good job. Good job. All right. So we're coming back to Mr. Paul, I think, right? Yeah. So uh, it wasn't so much an assignment as to look into the emotional freedom aspect of things with the somatic oh. therapist. Right. I didn't give you an assignment, did I? Not necessarily, no. Okay. What assignment have you given yourself? Definitely to see this through to its completion. I'm not going to give up. That's for sure. Still unclear as to where, if I should stick with the same business idea going to tour operators or whether I should move this. No, you just need to listen to this episode again. Yeah. Because I already told you the answer. I know. It's to find cash wherever the cash is. Nope. I didn't even say that. So you just listen to the episode again and realize that probably triggering to be on here, maybe triggered anxiety, maybe hard to listen, but you'll have this episode soon enough. And reminder, it's to go to the parents and suffer like crazy for 60 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just listen again when you're not like putting your heart in a giant spotlight for everyone to listen to. You know? Okay. <laughs> you'll have more space to listen. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, before we end, this is one of my longer, this is like the longest one I've done. I appreciate your patience. Let's just go through each one of you and say, what's the number one thing you learned? today. And let's start with Maisie. Well, I just learned that I've been selling things all wrong. So I learned that. That's the number one thing. (laughs) 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 It's like, oh, just realized my underwear has been on backwards my whole life. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) My shoes shoes have been on the wrong feet. I wonder this sucked. (laughs) Very good. Pleasure to have you on. How about you, Marcus? What's the number one thing you learned? That people, they don't buy the futures, they buy like the emotion, the feelings and how, how we help them. Yes. And even the smartest entrepreneurs, we like, we want like, you know, the magic wand for an entrepreneur is like consistent sales every month. Yeah. And that's the feeling of certainty. Yeah. Yeah. Very good, dude. You don't forget that you'll be set. And then how about you, Ryan? What's the number one thing you learned? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, man. Um, look at mountains, man. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. Look at the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> take a moment, like take it in. Like number one thing you learned. I don't know if it's something we've really talked about, but like, I just feel like I got to kind of take a step back from things and just kind of mm. relax a little bit. <laughs> That's incredible. So powerful and simple and incredible. And then Richard, have we gone to you? Number one thing you learned? A lot. I learned I can change my family tree. I have to stop being selfish and just serve others. Mm. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. And all the people that you're going to serve are going to thank you too. Yeah. Because I've made the joke before. It's like people have like broken leg and you're like trying to sell them a glove. You're like, no, no, forget about your broken leg. Try my glove on. It's like it's insanity in a way. Once you see it, once you see it. Find the acute pain. Find where the pain is acute, serve there. 
money is effortless. People are grateful. They're upset if they can't pay you. They're like, what? No, I have to pay you for this. Like, it's incredible. Very good. And then Paul, I think we're left with you. What's the number one thing you learned? Uh, I think I need to just pay more attention to the emotional side of my life. You know, I think there is some hurdles there that I need to get over. I just have to recognize what they are and move beyond them. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. That's the juice. It'll help a lot. It'll clear the brain. Good job, everybody. If you'd like to know the number one thing that kills people from being successful in entrepreneurship, it's really simple. It's them trying to do it alone, trying to do it without mentorship, trying to do it without accountability, trying to do it without a way to focus, trying to do it without somebody helping you along the way to get your mind straight. And right now, I'm running a yearly mentoring, accountability, and focus community called Starters. And you can learn more about Starters and join a community of amazing entrepreneurs all practicing and living the principles from this podcast and this book. How do you get good at this stuff? Practice. How do you get even better being around others that practice? And how do you become unstoppable and just move no matter what? Community. Community, community, and not just any community, a community of people that don't shame you for wanting freedom, a community of people that don't look at you weird for saying you want more. You can find that community at Starters. If you go to startfromzero.com, you'll see our products up top and then you can go and find the Starters program. We would love to have you. And we also have a good fit quiz that you can take on that page because not everybody's a good fit for starters. So if you go look at the starters page, take the good fit quiz and it'll tell you if you'll be a good fit for that program. Listen, we don't accept everyone because we're obviously not for everyone, but we are for certain people. If you'd like to see if that person is you, go to startfromzero.com, look at products, find starters, and then fill out that quiz. And we look forward to supporting you and mentoring you on your journey.